This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salam, Shalom, Namaste, Aloha, Sasrikal, Bonjour, and Ciao. <laughs> All right, welcome back, Zach. Thank you so much for joining us again. And, um, you know, I wanted to have you back with us because last time we sort of ran out of time but there was a very very important question that i wanted to follow up and ask you about so last time you were talking about how one of the keys to how we can be more present in the moment create more peace for ourselves is to let go of our attachments so you know the buddha said the cause of all suffering is attachment and i actually agree with that and um Uh, I I think there's a lot of, lot of wisdom in that notion. And and for me, the challenge that comes in is balancing that need to let go of what I'm attached to with my need to feel like I'm in control of my life circumstances and my life decisions and so on and so forth. because last time when we were talking when we first began our conversation that was also something we talked about how so many people um the reason they're self-sabotaging is because they refuse to take responsibility for the conditions in their life and so on so forth and so how do you understand the relationship between our need to have power and control in our life, but then also the need to let go of of all the attachments that we have that cause that causes suffering. So, how do we reconcile letting go and the value of that while we are so used to and accustomed to being in control? Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. Well, the 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 ego. You know, we're we're discussing the ego mind here, right? and how the ego is what becomes attached to whatever it can attach itself to. And so we have to then understand, well, what would be the function? If, if letting go is the pathway towards healing, then what is the function of attachment and why is it seemingly, seemingly so challenging to let go? The ego is fighting to stay alive in your consciousness. It wants to be important to you. It's not you, but it wants it to, it wants you to think that it's you. It wants you to identify with the thoughts that are unconsciously looping through the mind. It wants us to think, oh man, these are my thoughts. Why am I thinking these thoughts? If one becomes very aware, it will become self-evident that the thoughts that are running through the mind are not originating through my consciousness. I'm not consciously choosing to continuously think the thousands of repetitive thoughts that are flowing through the mind. I'm actually noticing them. So this helps us first understand the operating system of the ego mind, which uses attachment 
as its foundation for survival within your consciousness. It does not survive if you do not identify with it in all the ways in which it wants you to identify with it. So when the reason why it can be very challenging for most people and why most people do not pursue an inner pathway of meditating under the Bodhi tree, like the Buddha did, yeah, right? Or sitting in meditation for a period of time, because it's incredibly challenging to first even watch the mind, become aware of the mind, and then let alone try and stop the mind. Yeah. Right? Again, that's a whole other conversation. The goal isn't to stop the mind. The ego mind just wants to stay alive. If one chooses to progressively detach from the ways in which the ego is, in, is attaching itself to your consciousness, the ego's days are then numbered. Mm. And it will inevitably cease to exist in your consciousness if you stay the course of progressively letting go of its attachments. Mm -hmm. So understand that it's just staying attached to anything, the past, the future, desires, wants, needs, uh, positions, we would call them. Positions, ego positions. Yeah. And it's just doing that for the function of its own survival and safety right. that's why it's hard because people identify as their ego and as their thoughts mm -hmm. we say if i let go of that which i am attached to then a, a part of my identity dies and that's not safe that's okay. not safe yeah. and so it says to maintain my survival and safety don't let go and so it creates then a fear with the concept of letting go of something. So are you saying that we can let go of our desires and our attachments and arrive at a state where our ego is no longer in control um, of our consciousness and we can continue to survive and live a happy life because the ego is telling me, Hey, I'm doing this to help us survive here. So if, if you, if I, if I actually don't listen to it and I let my ego go, how can I still survive? Can I still survive? Well, that that's the, that's the trick is that the ego isn't smart. Ah. It doesn't actually have your best interests at heart. It doesn't know that what it is identifying or claiming as a threat to your survival and safety really actually isn't. I'm saying for the most part, okay? Right? For the most part. What ah. it sees as a threat to your survival and safety, we know consciously isn't. But unconsciously, it's not aware of this. So it's not intelligent. It's not rational or logical. It just is. It just goes, this is bad. Why? Because we learned in some past experience that this is bad based on the context or the emotion that was, that was experienced at the time of that event. And so it becomes associated. And that's what the learning is. Mm -hmm. We learned that that is bad because we had a past previous experience. And now to keep you alive and safe, 
we're going to make sure that you avoid or evade situations where you could encounter that, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. And, so it's not necessarily taking into account the different circumstances, the different contexts, and my own um, increased capacity to deal with the situation that I'm in right now. Yes, it, it, it's this is why we can say it's not our enemy. Enemy, it does have, it's well intentioned. It just doesn't understand that it's not the best way of enabling you, the real you, to thrive. Yeah, yeah. And so when you say the real you, what do you mean by that? Who's the real me? Consciousness. Consciousness. This, we are all expressions of consciousness. Because we could say, well, the soul, the real you is the soul, the spirit. But if we stay within that level or definition of the real you, it's still a level or a degree of separation, defining that all of our spirits are separate. But it's all, it's all energy, frequency, and vibration. So even though something appears, looks, sounds, feels to be separate, again, it's not objective truth. It's just one's perception. Yeah. So I wouldn't. So while the real you is spiritual, is a soul, we're all our soul, our spirit. It's all part of the greater whole. It's like the drops in the ocean. Right, right. Oh, I love that. I love that. My favorite analogy also is actually just that, that we are all like drops in the ocean. And my goal as the drop that I am is to just melt fully into the ocean. Ah. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, so to, to, to become one, back to oneness. Yes. Yes. And oh my gosh, I love the topic of oneness also. I, I we probably won't have time to <laughs> go into it right now. Maybe you'll have to come back for a third time for us to talk about, about that. But you know, this notion that all is one, um, that has also had a huge impact on my way of thinking and development. And it really grounds my, my philosophy of life now. Um, and I recognize that this oneness, it's in the, at least in our experience in this world, it's not like a oneness of uniformity because obviously there is you know, diversity in the way we experience the world and in the life, uh, in this life. Um, so it's not so much about uniformity, but it's more about um, connection and everything being interconnected and interdependent in the context of this world's reality. But beyond that, when we can um, move beyond that, then we can actually experience um, a more complete oneness. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's something to talk about another day. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share for right now for today, Zach? Well, I think in keeping with the theme of today's conversation, mm -hmm. um, attachments, right? And mm -hmm. the letting go or the surrendering to those attachments being the pathway to emotional, psychological, spiritual freedom. Uh, it would be to 
become aware of what you are most attached to mm. and notice that what and whichever the ways in which you're suffering most it's it's merely due to being attached to whatever it is that, that you're attached to and so just know that the source of one's pain and suffering isn't something or someone separate from you outside of you and your external environment it may be in relation it may involve something that is seen outside of you or someone but it's your perception to it that literally causes your experience of it mm. and just just understand that what i said just within that piece there lies the answer to your freedom if we can change your if you can change your own perception which you can by understanding that all you need to do is recontextualize the core foundation of spiritual work is simply recontextualizing life yeah recontextualizing your interaction and relationship with life if it's negative change your perception of what you experience as negative mm. and uh, understand essentially you know it sounds like a lot there but understand essentially that if you choose to let go of what you're attached to and surrender that attachment, you'll find that the outcome is much better than remaining attached. Yes. Oh, I just love that. I just love that. So if there is something in your life you're struggling with, if there is something that where you feel a sense of suffering, that is your clue that there's something you need to let go of. And to use that sense of suffering uh, or struggle that you have as your clue to become more aware of what you need to let go of and then practice letting go and woo, you'll be well on your way to achieving more inner peace and happiness and joy in your life and making change more fun and easy. Most definitely, yes. Yay, woohoo, all right. Any other last thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I just had one, um, but it's lost, it's left my mind for the moment. So maybe it'll come back to me for another conversation. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you again for joining me today, Zach. I'm so appreciative of you having taken this time to be with us again. Uh, and I will look forward to having you come back again. <laughs> So we <laughs> sounds, sounds have good. these very interesting conversations. Thank you so much. Nice. Thank you as well. Okay.